some good stuff to talk about today. A little bit later on, we'll be joined by the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, our own Justin Smith. Is Alabama backing off of Arch Manning in terms of the 2023 class? We'll get Justin's thoughts there on that. And also, we'll be joined by Bo Scarborough, former Alabama running back, two-time national champion. He will be suiting up for the Birmingham Stallions of the USFL. So Bo Scarborough back in the professional football game. And I'm going to get his thoughts there on that. And we want to hear from you, the Bama fans, 205-448-1358. Number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you. That daily Super Chat Go, $75. Daily Super Chat Go right there. Appreciate the support from you guys. But we get into now topic number one of the evening and with summer workouts coming in quickly with the summer enrollees, the summer athletes, the summer guys coming in during the latter portion of this month to start summer one classes leading into the month of June. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's interesting here, John, that we can discuss the summer guys that fans need to have their eyes on to look at, to watch, to highlight, things of that nature, especially uh, the transfers coming in here in the summer as well. So we got five guys here that we are highlighting to keep your eyes on here coming in the summer, and those five guys are as follows. You look at Tyler Steen on the offensive line, Tyler Harrell, uh, the speedster at wide receiver, Earl Little Jr., defensive back, Amari Black at tight end. And though I wanted to put Isaiah Bond here, speed demon receiver from uh, Buford High School in Georgia, I'm going to go with Elijah Pritchett, another offensive lineman. I'm going to explain my point here in just a moment. But first and foremost here, Tyler Steen, uh, the reason you have to watch him, Alabama is banking on him uh, as a starter here on this offensive line. Whether it's at right tackle, whether it's at left tackle, they want to see Steen work here and kind of fix a lot of the problems there that happened on the offensive unit a season ago. Steen at 6'3", uh, 315 pounds, coming over from Vanderbilt. He played in 33 games as an offensive lineman, 45 games overall in his career, but 33 of those as an offensive lineman. He made 21 starts at that left tackle position, 12 starts at right tackles. He's, he's experienced at both spots, a little bit more so left tackle than right tackle, but the Crimson Tide banking on him uh, to come in here, anchor a spot, a starting spot on an offensive line, and get this group uh, trending toward being a Joe Moore Award group, or at the very least, uh, decrease the number of sacks that Bryce Young had a season to go and have that run game being more consistent. Both of those things are things that Coach Saban wants to have happen. But number one, they're Tyler Steen. Number two, Tyler Harrell, for the simple reason of uh, an, an, an explosive receiver, after you graduate Jamison Williams off to the NFL, he's now at the Detroit Lions at number 12 overall in this recent draft. And when you look at Harrell, you know, at six feet and 175 pounds here, you know, here's a guy that can separate from the best of DBs, the best of corners, the best of safeties, uh, despite him being 
in a run-heavy offense at Louisville. You know, Harrell still averaged nearly 30 yards a catch at 29.1. Caught 18 passes, 523 yards, and six touchdowns. So we're talking massive production here and a guy that's going to be able to get that chemistry that camaraderie that that bond there with uh, Bryce Young the moment where both of these two guys are on campus and you're going through seven on seven drills and you're going through you know summer workouts and you're going through different things you know with your teammates so Tyler Harrell the number two guy that speedster that guy that can create that can run all the routes on the route tree instant offense I've mentioned this before this is where college football has come to as fun as it is to have those 10 12 15 play drives that eat the clock and that demoralize the opposing defense college football is now becoming hey can we get a five-yard pass beep take it to the house 95-yard touchdown can we take a 10-yard slant beep 90 yards to the house touchdown and that's something that Tyler Harrell provides so he's number two you got to keep your eyes on. Number three, we're going to flip to defense. This is where we pick up Earl Little Jr. I'm just intrigued the more I watch the high school tape of him as a defensive back. And what he does on field may not wow you, but he's just so savvy, so technique sound, so fundamentally driven. He makes the right play, the sound play, the technique play on film at the right time and at the right moment. And coming from uh, Patrick Sertan Sr., who NFL legend played for the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, he, with him being at that, at that point in time the coach of American Heritage High School in Florida, having that type of coaching and coming from that type of program, it's going to be intriguing to see how quickly does little – grasp the Alabama system if he takes to it extremely fast and extremely well and coach Saban's like okay we gotta have a package or a couple of packages here for this young man watch out for that because coming from a guy in Sertan that played in the NFL and he's coaching these guys as if they're going to the NFL or preparing them for the next level, definitely keep your eyes there on Earl Little Jr. Uh, the next guy here, we're going we're to go to the tight end room. We pick up Amari Nablack. And uh, Nablack is somebody of home at 6'2", 6'3", you know, 220-plus pounds, uh, a guy that fits that tight end receiver hybrid type of role, if you will. He can be on the in line as a tight end, but you can stretch him out uh, in the slot as a receiver. You can stretch him out wide as a receiver. He's got he's got the big body, but he's got the routes. He's got the hands. He's got the speed on him as well. And after having Jaleel Billingsley go to the portal and ultimately end up at Texas, uh, Alabama fans, you want to see you know, who becomes that replacement in terms of a pass-catching weapon tight end that you could put with Kamala too. Now, Miles... Miles Kitzelman is a dog of a run-blocking, pass-blocking tight end. He's going to give you that physicality coming over from the JUCO ranks, and you love that physicality. And he can grow into being a pass-catching tight end. We had him on the show last week. It's one of the areas that he wants to be better at and improve upon. But when you look at the black who comes over as already – 
being sort of developed here as a pass-catching tight end, as an explosive playmaking weapon there in the passing game. That's another guy to keep your eyes on coming in here in the summer. And so last but not least, as we reflect back to the offensive line, Elijah Pritchett for me. I mean, this is a towering man at six foot seven, uh, six foot eight here, and a guy that's going to have a chance to possibly steal some reps there up front on the line with Dane Shore in the transfer portal and decided, you know, mental illness, you know, for him, uh, a mental health for him. So, uh, definitely thoughts to, to Dane Shore and, and him being able to, you know, fight, to fight and battle and get himself and that strong uh, mental state, mental health there for him. Uh, but when you look at now, uh, Elijah Pritchard and uh, Tyler Booker, it's going to be fun to see which one of these two takes reps, which one of these two steals reps from other players to put themselves in a chance to where they can either be a starter or they could be a marquee contributor. So definitely uh, Elijah Pritchard here wanting to – Look at him, especially in the upcoming in the upcoming uh, summer here. But those just my five guys I would be looking at here in the summer to keep your eyes on. Absolutely. But we're gonna go to a break right now, folks. When we get back, we're gonna actually go to our two incredible guests, Justin Smith, lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, and former Bama running back Bo Scarborough. We get to both of those two right after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, In My Own Words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! Roll! Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small-dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. Folks, we're back into the action here from the break of number one form of Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Folks, if you haven't checked out social media yet, the Dolphins put out this photo of Tua Tungabangoa. Tua looks like a full tank. He looks bigger. He looks stronger. He's ready to put it on some defenses and some defensive secondaries in this upcoming season. So Tua not playing around here 
entering year three with the Dolphins. But we go to the In My Own Words hotline. We pick up our first of two amazing guests, the legend, the boots on the ground in terms of all things recruiting. We got Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA. Justin, man, what's going on? How you feeling on a Monday? I'm, I'm excited, Stephen. I'm always excited to come on and talk some recruiting with you. Always fun to have Justin on the talks and recruiting here when you look at Crimson Tide for 2023. So uh, first question or first thought here, Justin, is there's been a, you know, a couple of conflicting things going out here you know, on the Internet, on social media. Some people are, are, are having the report of uh, Alabama backing off Arch Manning. For 2023, uh, quarterback right there. You have some people saying that Alabama has not completely backed off of Arch Manning. Arch Manning has not completely backed off of the Crimson Tide. I know from talking to you, it's Alabama would love to have Arch, but they're not necessarily going to be waiting forever on what his decision is. So uh, kind of elaborate more on that. And if it's not Arch, then who is the quarterback prospect that Alabama is is targeting now? Well, I think just looking at Arch Manning's recruitment, it is a bit of an interesting one because of the access. We all know who he is. Um, not a lot of people have access to him. So unlike typical recruitments, it is a lot of rumors surrounding um his recruitment with him being a five-star quarterback, number one prospect in this 2023 recruiting class. And there were several reports that Alabama was basically backing off of Arch or Arch was backing off of Alabama. I don't think that it's particularly true. Alabama's coach staff was actually at his practice today, so I don't think they are completely falling off of Arch Manning. I still feel that they will be in the running, but I think it is Important for especially Alabama fans to know when it comes to Alabama recruiting 2023 quarterbacks, Archie Manning isn't the only quarterback that Alabama is going after. They are still going after other quarterbacks, including Eli Holstein, the four-star quarterback out of out of Texas. So the Crimson so the Crimson Tide have a um, couple of different quarterback targets to pay attention to outside of um, outside of him as well. Just taking a look at guys like Dylan Lonergan, who is a product of Georgia. So I think that is important for Alabama fans to know that Arch Manning isn't the only quarterback that Alabama is going after in this 2023 recruiting class. In my opinion, I don't feel that they have um, – I don't feel that they have totally backed off on him. I feel that they are still in the running. They are, they are still going to recruit him. And Eli Hostin is from Louisiana. Sorry, I said text earlier. But the Louisiana product is also a top target for the Crimson Tide. It's the quarterback position. I think they are going to want to continue evaluating both guys, which is something that is so important at the moment for the Alabama coaching staff, the fact that they get to go out and check on guys, evaluate them in person. They have been hitting the road a lot. I actually ran into Alabama safety's coach, Charles Kelly, when I saw Yanze Pierre. And you follow high school practice on last Friday. So Alabama's coach is getting out to see a lot of these guys get an opportunity to evaluate them. So in my opinion, I don't think it's all over and done with Arch Manning, but he's definitely not the only quarterback Alabama is willing to take in this 2023 recruiting class. There are other guys that they are going to recruit, and Eli Holstein is definitely one of the quarterbacks at the top of their board. Sticking sticking right there, Justin, just when you look at the guys that have come through Alabama recently, 
at the quarterback position, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, Bryce Young, Jalen Milrow, uh, Ty Simpson, you know, those five right there, these are all dual-threat quarterbacks. They can run the football. They can throw it, pretty, they can throw it well, but these are all dual-threat guys. And uh, I remember talking with you, Arch Manning kind of fits more of the pro-style system, kind of what Alabama was prior to uh, Lane Kiffin came in in 2014 and uh, changed the entire – our offense, just uh, sort of speak, and uh, the other quarterbacks that Alabama's are tar- Alabama's targeting kind of fit that same mold as a pro style guy. Is, is that kind of weird to you, seeing how recently Alabama's been more so dual threat guys, RPO guys, and then when you look at Arch Manning and other guys that are being looked at now or targeted now, they're more so the old school pro style guys. Um, you, you could say as um, you, you can say that it's um sort of interesting that they are going after a couple of pro style guys really in Arch Manning and also took looking to look at Eli Holstein. Both guys are not really dual threat quarterbacks, more pocket passes, pro style quarterbacks. So I, I guess you can't say that um is pretty interesting when you take a look at those guys. But I think when you take a look at this. 2023 quarterback group, I still feel that those guys are two of the top guys in this class, along with the guy who's verbally committed to Tennessee and Nico Iamaliava. So the Crimson Tide are, are going to recruit, I think, more. I, I guess you could say they are going to recruit more of the pro star guys. But taking a look at Eli Holstein, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say he's a dual threat, but I think his ability to, to escape the pocket and make some plays is a little bit underrated. He has great size. He's a physical runner. He seems to know when to run. So his running ability is not his biggest strength, but he can make some moves outside of the pocket. I feel Arch Manning is a little bit better at running than probably Peyton and Eli, but that is not something big to say when you take a look at the lack of mobility that those guys had. So I don't feel those guys are extremely athletic outside of the pocket. So, like you said, it is interesting that Alabama is going after. It will most likely land more of a pro-style guy in this 2023 recruiting class at the quarterback position. As we look at now, Justin, just this summer here, we could be probably seeing quite a few official visits being made, visits being taken. I remember the last time we spoke, uh, you were mentioning how a couple of these guys could be making commitments here uh, pretty, pretty soon. But just on the official visits, uh, how many of those can we see as the summer begins to open up as we're getting through the month of May here? Well, I don't have a long list of official visits. June is going to be extremely busy for the Crimson Tide. Every single weekend, top-tier recruits will be on campus for official visits. You have guys like five-star defensive back Caleb Downs, four-star running back Justice Hank, both guys out of Georgia who will officially visit Alabama this weekend. On the same weekend, you have guys like Olaf Elanine who has had an Alabama official visit locked in for obviously a couple of months. Now he will officially visit Alabama in June along with a an in-state targeted four-star offensive lineman will conform be. And I, I expect the Crimson Tide's official visitors list to continue to grow. I know five-star Linebacker Anthony Hills, another guy who has locked in, you know, official visits to the Crimson Tide, along with five-star wide receiver Brandon Ennis. And it is still early. A lot of guys are still trying to plan out their official visits. And like I said, I think when I was on the last show with you last time I was on, I talked about how the COVID-19 year where recruits were not able to visit for 15 months. And when they were able to visit, I think at the beginning of June, last June, 
all of them basically laid a good portion of them laid out all five of their official visits during the summer. A lot of these guys are going to do the same because a lot of them want to be committed before their senior season. So it is going to be a busy, extremely busy month in June for the Crimson Tide in terms of official, unofficial visits, camps, evaluations, and everything. And that's, that is when I expect the Crimson Tide to get a flood of recruitments in June. I'm a flood of commitments. <laughs> We got Justin Smith here on the phone, guys. If you're just tuning into the show, in my own words, on a Monday, talking Crimson Tide recruiting for 2023. And, uh, and uh, Justin, so as you look at here on the offensive line for this 2022 season, you had a big hand in looking at Tyler Booker from IMG and also Elijah Pritchett here, uh, both of these guys on the offensive line. With Dane Shore out due to citing you know, mental health things, we, we wish and pray the best for him. But when you look at Booker and you look at Pritchett, which one of these two do you feel like has the best chance of stealing some reps and stealing some playing time you know, as a freshman on the, on the offensive line this season? I think Booker is definitely one of the most college, one of the most college-ready offensive linemen in that 2022 recruiting class, and he also has a, lot, has a lot of versatility, has some experience playing all across the offensive line outside of the defensive position. So I still feel that he has a great position, but with the Crimson Tot still looking for um, tackles with the loss of Evan Neal and trying to figure out the tackle position. Although it looks as if J.C. Latham came along a little bit during. Elijah Pritchard is definitely a guy I would look out for at that tackle position, has prototypical size, continues to grow. I remember talking to his head coach um, this past season. I got an opportunity to travel to Columbus and um, check out Carver High School in action. He told me that Elijah Pritchard has really grown in terms of his IQ of football, knowing where and where he needs to be on the field at all times and why he needs to do certain things in terms of pull blocking and just blocking down the field. And basically they were able to just get behind him and let him clear the way with that great size that he has at the moment, currently standing at about six foot seven, weighing approximately more than 320 pounds at the moment, I feel. So he has great size, great mobility, knows how to carry his weight really well. Um, so I really, he's a guy we'll look out for in terms of Alabama possibly looking at a tackle. But like I said, Tyler Brooke, I think, was one of the most college-ready offensive linemen in 2022. Quinn Clyde, Freddie Chilty, um, great footwork, and he could play anywhere across that offensive line. Booker and Pritchett, two guys to keep your eyes on here as one of these two, if not both, may try to get some playing time this season on the offensive line as freshmen. But he's Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, coming on here on a Monday, breaking down 2023 recruiting as the Crimson Tide are ready to heat this thing up in the summer. Justin, as always, man, take care of yourself, brother. Be good. You the same, Chief. Always fun to talk recruiting there with Justin. But now we bring on the heavy hitter, the OG in the room, two-time college football playoff national champion 2015 and 2017. Now he's back in the professional ranks as he will suit up for your Birmingham Stallions in the USFL. Bo the man Scarborough in here. Big Bo, what's happening, baby? What's going on, Steve? I'm good, man. I'm good. We got Bo Scarborough in here joining us live on the show in my own words. If you're just checking us out and first and foremost, Bo, congratulations to you. The hard work, the effort, the training. It was a lot of that. But you know, how excited are you to be able to suit up 
for the Birmingham Stallions, USFL, get back out there to play a game that you love, and that's the game of football. Uh, it's exciting, man, to, uh, you know, be able to touch the green on again and uh, put the pass in the helmet on. But, uh, you know, it's just another opportunity, you know, to showcase my talent. Jeff is another opportunity for Bo to showcase that talent out there on the field. We're talking with uh, Bo Scarborough, former Alabama running back, two-time national champion, now with these Birmingham Stallions. And, uh, and, 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 and Bo, just I mean, just for you here, I mean, what, what has that training been like? Because uh, I know you've put in a lot of hours in the weight room, a lot of hours getting your body in order and keeping your body in order and staying ready. But just kind of take us through what's that process been like for you because now your number's being called, you're getting back out there. What was that training like for you? Uh, you know, it was very – uh, I wanted this uh, – I wouldn't say hard, but uh, it was it was challenging, uh, you know, dealing with the um, coming off the hamstring surgery and trying to rehab and work out at the same time and um, get some feet work done on the field and get some individual drills. So when you, you're looking at about four to five, maybe six hours of training a day, and, you know, this is something that, you know, we constantly doing Monday through Friday. And, um, like, you know, we've been doing this, you know, my whole life, and – things are still difficult when it comes to training because you're working on so many different body parts and you're working on so many other different things, um, you know, that people doesn't even know about, you know, like most people don't understand the hard work and the effort and the, the time that we put in, you know, to be successful on the field. And, 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 you know, they only see what we doing on the game day, but they not seeing what we doing Monday through Friday. And for me, working out and training, you know, I, I fell in football even more um, by doing it. And, you know, I learned uh, more about the body parts and learn how to train and learn how to take care of yourself and learn how, you know, to spend money on your body uh, because your body is just, is, you know, is your money maker. Know, so you, you you have to take care of it, and you know that's the part that people doesn't see the uh, the the time and the effort that we put in, and and you know we expected to go out there and showcase in sixty minutes, and but we put in a work of maybe nine months or however many months it is just to play you know ten to seventeen games a year, and you training nine months just to play. 17 games. You, you, you understand what I'm saying, Steve? Oh, 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 no doubt. No doubt. I mean, no doubt. You know, like I mentioned on the show the other night, you know, the world is full of winning and losing, and we just on the playground. And we can't be stuck on that merry-go-round. You know what I mean? So what I mean by being stuck on that merry-go-round is you can't be stuck on something that happened yesterday. You have to move on from it, and that's what I learned to do. You know, I'm not, I'm not in a discouraged place because of something that happened a year and a half ago. You know, I moved on from that, and and training and and other things have been better when you move forward and not be stuck on the merry-go-round. Now I'm over here on the swings and you know the uh, and the monkey bars and all that. 
because I'm moving on to the next thing and not what's what happened yesterday. Like I said on the show the other day, what happened today doesn't matter tomorrow because we can't get that time back. So right. training and, and, and doing all that, I use every 24 hours to it's fully of, you know, training and get myself back to where I need to be. And I don't, you know, and, and, and there's still more work to be done. You know, there's never a case where you stop and because you satisfy, you know, I'm never satisfied. So I'm always trying to get better and, you know, learn more. We got Bo Scarborough right here on the show talking uh, his opportunity with the Birmingham Stallions of the USFL, uh, former Alabama running back, two-time national champion here on the show. And Bo, so just in all, in all of the training and all of the work and all of the process and you getting to this moment here, are the lessons from Nick Saban, from Coach Saban, even more so on your mind? I know they were on your mind at Alabama. They were on your mind in the NFL. But now in this opportunity here, are they even more so on your mind in making this return to pro football? Ryan, did we lose Bo there? I, I, uh, Coach Saban's message was forever being in my life. You know what I mean? Because, like he say, he, he doesn't just get you ready for, you know, football. He gets you ready for afterlife. And after my afterlife, I've been living off of co-saving messages. You know, and and, and, and and that's something that I stand on. You know what I'm saying? And that's the standard, you know, that we had at Alabama. And that's the standard that I'm going to carry with me for the rest of my life. You know, I'm a structured guy just like, it done this way, that's how it's supposed to be done. That's the way we're going to do it. When you're supposed to do it, how you're supposed to do it, and where you're supposed to do it. He's Bo Scarborough, ladies and gentlemen. Guy on the show here, former Alabama running back, two-time national champion, and the latest member of the Birmingham Stallions out of the USFL. Bo, excited for you, man. You go out there. You take full-fledged, my brother, the opportunity. Have fun. Do your thing. And as always, we appreciate you being here, man. You take care of yourself. Yes, sir, Steve. Roll, tie, roll, baby. Appreciate Bo Scarborough joining us here on the show. Latest member of the Birmingham Stallions of the USFL. I got to check out a game now. With, with Bo on the Stallions, I got to go check out me a game. Maybe they call Blake Sims. I mean, I like Jamar Smith, the quarterback they already have. But maybe they give Blake Sims a call. But anyway, we're going to go to a break right here, folks. When we get back, we go on the phone lines. We take your calls, your thoughts, your chats, your interactions right after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, we're back into the action here, folks, from the break. Number one form for your Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, George truly. Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Continue hitting that like button. Continue subscribing, making this your show, your network platform and channel to talk Bama. Gotta shout out my man Bill from New York. Big Bill with that $5 donation in the Super Chat. Showing love right here. Appreciate Bill. And we go to the phone lines right now. Take your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang. 205 448 1358. But I'm going to call in 205. 205- 448-1358. We grab this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? Hey, Stephen Emerson. Uh, Robert from Mobile. Rob, what's happening, man? Hey, uh, great to see you uh, here and hear from Joe Scarborough. He, uh, it's great to hear that he's doing you know well playing in the, uh, uh, the league he's playing in. What's the USFL he's playing in? Is that it? He's, he got signed by the uh, – he got picked up by the Stallions in the USFL, Birmingham Stallions. Okay. No, that's, yeah, that's great. You know, unlike what a Jai Hall thinks that about Alabama fans not loving their players, <laughs> well, yeah, it's good to see it uh, that it's happening for him. Uh, and uh, hopefully Blake Sims will be playing the one. Did Blake Sims play for one of the teams as well? Blake Sims, Blake Sims is not in the USFL. I think he's in a whole different league. But I, I would like to oh. see Blake for the Birmingham Stallions. I would. Oh yeah, I think he can uh, definitely think he can uh, play in that league. So it'd be definitely great to see Blake Sim play in that league. You know, looking at the come upcoming season, I mean, it's this Nick Saban is slowly, in my opinion, building this team up to be, uh, you know, named in one in the conversation of the greatest teams ever. I think that ceiling is that high for this upcoming Alabama team. That the ceiling for this Alabama team coming up is, I mean, it could be not only just the best, one of the best, the best Alabama team ever. But I mean, one of the best teams ever in college football. If, uh, you know, Bryce Young and Will Anderson live up to their potential, their full potential, the, the sky's the limit for this team. So it's going to be great. It's going to be really fun and interesting to watch this team develop and mature. Then the only thing that could, you know, hinder that is the offensive line. But from what you and uh, your previous guest was talking about, the offensive line, if we can get that in order, if, you know, uh, fix that, uh, le- that left side, to where Bryce Young has that extra second, then I mean this team can reach the heights of of greatest team ever level, and so you know it's man, when we and when we beat Georgia <laughs> in the SEC championship game, uh, it, I think the committee will force Alabama and Georgia to play twice, you know, back to back in the pre in the playoffs, you know, before, before making it to the national championship. That's fine, but the the but, you know, this was definitely a championship or bust season. Last year, they didn't put that kind of pressure on the team because 
you know, like the best offense in Alabama history. How are you going to follow that up with another second best offense in Alabama history? This season, yeah, no, I'm looking for this to be the championship robust team. And, you know, and I think this team can handle, especially Bryce. Uh, he's, I think he's chopping at the bits to come and show he uh, try to repeat his Heisman trophy winner. Of course, that's going to be a tough hill to climb, considering Alabama fatigue and back-to-back Heisman. That's going to be tough. But, hey, I definitely think he's going to put up the kind of numbers that will put him in that conversation again and make it really tough on people not to pick him. They'll have to go through extra efforts not to pick him for the Heisman. So I'm definitely looking forward to the season. And I, just, I feel almost sorry for Utah State. It's sorry, uh, Alabama's on a mission, and you're the first team up. And we we, we got to get that taste, that championship taste out of our mouth. So you're going to get beat up on. But that's how it goes. But, yeah, it's going to be a look for a great season. And I think the ceiling for this team is not just a championship team, not just best Alabama team of all time, but best college football team of all time. I think the ceiling is that high. All right, man. Appreciate my man Robert from Mobile starting us off here with that call right there. His thoughts on Bama. Uh, you guys continue to get your thoughts in. 205-448-1358. Number to call in. 205-448-1358. As you guys are getting those thoughts together, we go to a quick call topic. This one being on one Josh Job, who has signed his undrafted rookie free agent deal with the Philadelphia Eagles. He was one of 12 undrafted free agents to sign with the organization. Job was not taken through seven rounds of the recent draft, but you know he does possess tools to be a solid corner. Can he clean the technique? That is always the thing with Job. He loved to grab. He loved to hold on to players, and that caused defensive pass interference and defensive holding. But if Job can clean up the technique in the NFL, maybe he can become something. But he has signed his undrafted free agent deal with the Eagles. And also, how about Evan Neal already getting some love from Saquon Barkley, the former number one overall, former number two overall pick in the 2018 draft of the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley's first two years, he was a 1,000-yard rusher in back-to-back seasons. He tore his ACL, I believe in 2020, was held, was limited to just three games. And in 2021, he only had 593 yards rushing. But when bringing up Evan Neal, Barkley was like, who is that? That guy's a massive physical specimen. He's good. Didn't think he would drop the number seven overall to us, but I'm glad he's on our team. So Saquon Barkley really excited to have Evan Neal blocked for him. And I'm pretty sure Daniel Jones is excited to have Evan Neal protect him in the pocket as a quarterback, as Brian Dable. Head coach for the Giants, former Alabama offensive coordinator in 2017, trying to get the ship stirred back or steered back correctly here on this franchise. But we take a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are you feeling? State your name and where you calling from? You're live on the show, caller. What's going on? We lost that call, but uh, as you continue to uh, get your thoughts in, 205-448-1358. Uh, before, we, before we go to a break, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Evan Neal. 
I'm excited about what he does in protecting Saquon Barkley and helping out with uh, with Daniel Jones and assisting Brian Dable with getting the Giants right. But but even with that, I think in the NFC East. The Philadelphia Eagles are the team to beat in that division. The Cowboys lost too much in the offseason. The Washington Commanders still trying to get things in order. So I look at the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. This is his team. This is his team. You get a Devontae Smith. You got an A.J. Brown. You've got a Miles Sanders. You got guys. I mean, you got pieces in Philly. And what's funny is, John, is so yesterday, Mother's Day here on Twitter, Devontae Smith is at a 76ers Miami Heat playoff game. And uh, apparently, you know, Smitty is wearing a Houston Astros hat. And uh, the 76ers graphic design team put underneath Devontae's name, former Philadelphia receiver, <laughs> former Philadelphia Eagle. And Devontae's go, Devontae goes, man, I didn't got fired on my day off. Taking a line from the movie next Friday. I mean, that was funny. Like, people were all over Twitter saying, say it ain't so, Smitty. They didn't let you go. They could have told you they were going to fire you. Were you stacking boxes? What, what was you doing? <laughs> like, everybody knew it was a mistake, but it was still some mad comedy being done from there. But Smitty is still on the Eagles, but that graphic designer for the 76ers does he have a job after that blunder or do they have a job after that blunder i don't know hopefully they do but we'll have to see but that was that was kind of funny that was a uh, pretty pretty comical right there uh let's see here so tweet your reactions to arts tweet kind of your reactions to we have the tweet reactions on our channel there. So the, the, the tweet reactions to the, the tweet reactions video to the Devontae Smith thing, that video is on our channel. If you want to check out our twi- uh, our channel on those tweet reactions that came from Devontae's post from the, the graphic design blunder that happened on Mother's Day, you can definitely check it out on our YouTube channel. YouTube page right here, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But we take a break right now, folks. Don't touch that down because when we return, we look at why this is a championship or bust team for Alabama in this upcoming season. We'll get to it after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. 
What's going on, Crimson Tide Nation? Shores truly, Stephen Smith, touchdown. Alabama Magazine back in from the break on a Monday. Getting that work week started off for you correctly before we get into the final topic of conversation. Got to remind you guys of TDAWare.com. That's TDAWare.com. Get all of your fashion, clothing, cultural design, swag, sauce, drip needs right here. TDAWare.com. It's TDAWare.com. Link in the description. Get yourself ready right now for summer workouts, fall camp, the 2022 season by be, by having us be your one-stop shop for all of your Bama gear and clothing needs. Continue showing that support to Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student-athletes, and us here at TDA by shopping at TDAWare.com. But we got the call there from my man Robert from Mobile on this season being championship or bust for the Crimson Tide. It's interesting that he brought that up because that was actually our final topic of conversation as to, you know, why is this season championship or bust? Or why do U.S. fans feel strongly about this season being championship or bust? So so, so here's here's my thoughts as to why. Um, Last season, it was thought to be if Bama won a championship, it was overachieving, right? Because last year was a young team. You didn't have a whole bunch of senior and junior leadership. Your main two guys were Bryce Young and Will Anderson, two sophomores. Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner, among other national accolades. Will Anderson, Bronco Nagurski Award winner. Uh, both of these two team captains. So you were led by two second-year players. And though they got you all the way to the national championship game and came up so close to knocking out Georgia and winning a national title. For a lot of you, it was, okay, if this team wins, uh, that's a major accomplishment. That, that This team overachieved. This team went beyond our expectations because it was a young team. We weren't necessarily expecting them to win a national championship. Now, they won. Bless the Lord. Praise Jesus. But it was not an expectation because of, of the youth that that team this past season would win a national title. This time around, it's completely different. A lot of you guys feel like, okay, this is the team that should take the cake. This is the team that should win it all. More experience, more veterans, more big play guys, you know, more coaches that are technically sound to what they're doing. Coach Saban is stacking all of his talent out of the transfer portal. This is the team that should be getting it done this year. And Three reasons why this is championship or bust. Number one, defensively, Bama's got nothing but veterans. Bama's got nothing but experience. They got nothing but dudes on defense. And now it's not just Will Anderson and the little engine that could. It's more guys. It's Will Anderson who's the head honcho, but you got Dallas Turner who's piped up right there with them. You got Chris Braswell. Who, is, who has shown the coaching staff, going back to spring ball, that he can be trusted. He can go out there and ball and play. You have Henry To'o who has a year of experience under his belt. You have Jalen Moody, who has been around the program for going on now five years, and he feels like now it's his time to do something, shake something, rock something, become something. Now in the middle, you look at you know, Jamil Burroughs, who had a massive spring, and you know he's looking like he's a defensive tackle right there in the middle even though DJ Deal has the experience at that spot there. Then you look at guys like Byron Young as a defensive end, and, and Justin Boygby and Jamarian Latham. You got big Jaheim Otis in here, a freshman, that did a lot 
in spring. If you go over secondary, you got guys like Kool-Aid McKinstry, Eli Ricks, Kyrie Jackson, Jordan Battle, DeMarco Helms, Malachi Moore, Brian Branch. You got a lot of veterans. A lot of veterans on this defense. And when you have veterans, you have communication. When you have communication, guys can play fast. Guys can play with no fear. Guys can fly around. Guys can knock people's heads off. Guys can play like this is Alabama football. Why? Because you have veterans on this defense. You have guys who can be, who are basically coaches on the field. And when you have a veteran defense, a lot of U.S. fans feel like, okay, veteran defense, experienced guys, there should be little to no problems on that side of the football. So that's number one. Number two, why it's championship or bust. But this is potentially, basically, Bryce Young's last season. Think about this. Every draft pundit right now has him listed as potentially the number one overall pick for the 2023 draft. If not number one, the number two. I mean, Bryce is going to go first round, period. Bryce is going to go top five, top ten, no doubt about that. So this is setting up his last season in Tuscaloosa. And uh, he wants to go out with a national championship as a starting quarterback. There is a reason. Nick Saban is in this portal, and he pulled out Jameer Gibbs, dynamic, elite, electrifying running back. Uh, Jermaine Burton, who's a compact do-it-all, who's a compact, you know, big play receiver. Tyler Harrell, who's a burner at wide receiver. Tyler Steen on the offensive line. And now you look at uh, Juco tight end and Miles Kitzelman. There's a reason why Nick Saban is making these moves. He's trying to put all of this help around Bryce Young because he knows this is the last this is going to be the last year for Bryce. We're trying to get Bryce national championship as a starting quarterback back-to-back Heisman should it happen for the first time since Archie Griffin at Ohio State and then trying to make him number one overall pick here for the 2023 NFL draft. And you still also got to keep your eyes on the receiver, Jordan Addison uh, from Pittsburgh, who's been working out with Bryce Young. He's in the portal, hasn't made that decision yet, but you still got to keep your eyes on that story. That's still kind of developing. Does he choose the Crimson Tide too? We'll have to see on that. But number two, definitely Bryce Young, knowing potentially my last season, got to come home with this national championship. And then last but not least, uh, reason why this is championship or bust, Bama's got the coaches to get this done. They've got the coaches to get this done. Pete Golden is entering his fifth year in the program, his fourth year as a defensive coordinator. He's got the ability to get this done. He's just got to get this done in terms of his blitz packages, in terms of hitting home on pressure to the quarterback in terms of stopping the run and forcing teams to be one-dimensional and creating those turnovers. Uh, for Bill O'Brien, we've talked about it all offseason, having more creativity. It doesn't matter how it comes in the offense, but getting more creativity with the running backs, with the receivers, with the tight ends, with the quarterbacks. Creativity with Justin Milrow, create, well, Jalen Milrow, excuse me. Creativity with uh, Ty Simpson, if you can get him out there on the field as well in, in, in some situations. But having that creativity on offense for uh, Bill O'Brien, 
And uh, having that defense play just rock solid, lights out if you are Pete Goldie. And then, you know, the position coaches, they have their task in front of them, whether it's Freddie Roach having that defensive line play just junkyard dog mean up front. Coleman Hutzler, well, he's got all the talent with Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell, Jeremiah Alexander as a freshman, so he knows the guys that he's working with. On the offensive line, you know, Eric Wolford getting these guys to play up to the standard. Five guys working as one, decreasing the number of sacks Bryce Young took a season ago, but also being more consistent in running, pounding the football in between the tackles and uh, what have you. So the coaching staff, this Bama's got the coaching staff to get this done and this is the reason why Saban went out there to bring in guys that have a blueprint in the SEC that are technically sound and savvy in what they do and have an expertise in what they do. Eric Wolford, expertise offensive line. Chavaris Robinson, expertise cornerbacks. Coleman Hutzler, expertise outside linebacker special teams. Uh, these, this is just what these guys do. Joe Cox, expertise tight ends. So if this is the expertise, U.S. fans want to see this go into fruition with winning a national championship. And this is the team, the coaching staff, and the player personnel to get this done. This is why U.S. fans feel like, okay, this is the team. National championships got to come with this group this year. Last year's group, if it would have won it, great. But it would have been overachieving. This year's group, the expectation is it has to win. But as always, folks, you want the best in news, notice information, coverage here on your program, that being Crimson Tide Football. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Now, you download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store, if you got the Android phone. For your audio needs, check us out, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm or iHeartRadio. The good and gracious Lord sees fit. I shall return on Wednesday, continuing the conversation that is tied football. Remember, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those yep sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. We got a couple of super chats to shout out right here. So how about Jamie? Will Ham with that 1999 in the super chats. Appreciate the love there from Jamie and my man Tobias from Fresno with that 20 piece in the super chats. Appreciate that from Jamie and Tobias. But if you are trying to get the fresh edition, print edition of TDA the magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member or a subscriber today. That link in the description. If you're trying to get your hands on the four finger bling necklace, four finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys that we own, thefourthquarter.com. That link in the description as well. But appreciate my guys, Justin Smith, lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, and Bo Scarborough, former Alabama running back, two-time national champion. 
who is now with the Birmingham Stallions of the USFL, helping us out here on the show. Appreciate you guys, the outstanding fans of Crimson Tide football. Your love, your support, your donations. My man Spencer Rebley has just dropped in a $20 donation. The Super Chats appreciate that love. They're coming from Spencer. Also, got to shout out my man John Ivory in the production studio doing his thing behind the scenes. Until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate, value those husbands, children. You guys continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. School is almost out for the summer. Continue to hang on. Make those good grades there. Be sure to get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Until Wednesday, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and you've been listening to In My Own Words.